Hello, this is George Kurtz inviting you to spend some time here in the living room where we can enjoy topics of movies, places, sports, television, highlighting wonderful years, and of course, music. If you think that's fresh paint you smell, you're correct. Wheat colored plaster walls, exposed ripped ceiling beams, dark hickory floors. Oh yeah, this is it, we're home. Let's start with a heavy cup of dark roast and our imaginations. You remember 1965, the origin of Boss Jock Radio and AM Hallmark. The announcer corps around the United States assembled every day in their respective studios and faithfully saluted those artists that won their way into our hearts and minds, riding the steeds of artful musicianship and lyricism. We were given some of the best ways to start our lives with a sigh and a laugh every day. 9.30 a.m. That's not a time signature. It's 9.30 a.m. KHJ Los Angeles, and they were the vanguard of the new sound movement featuring the talents of Robert W. Morgan, the real Don Steele, and Charlie Tuna. Yeah, believe it or not, Charlie Tuna. Which always led me to wonder if the Starkist Tuna mascot was of the same name or an inspiration or maybe just lunch. Across the nation, we were enchanted by these Pied Pipers of pop music. Some of us were more captivated than others and chose to follow the trailblazed, and I am of that outfit. These guys would change the pace and energy of an already exciting medium and brought more audience participation with contests, giveaways, and these all welcomed people into the part of the program. It was truly electric. Sure, the radio spirit even enchanted me at a very early age, due to the fact that my Uncle Ed Davis served in the Atlantic City market after serving our nation in World War II. The vast ocean outside his Steel Pier studio almost equaled that of the exciting new music that traveled across that water to our shores from England. The British invasion hit our shores 1964 with the Beatles, and that fleet grew with the Rolling Stones, the Kinks, Petula Clark, Herman's Hermits, and so many more. Imagine the magical mix the U.S. royalty that we had. The Beach Boys, Elvis Presley, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Gene Pitney, Leslie Gore. That list goes on and on to the pearly gates of music glory. And we were so spoiled. Meanwhile, back at the pier, there's Uncle Ed sitting behind the mic, reading commercial copy for Rough U Ford. And in slip cue position, Dean Martin's 45, Everybody Loves Somebody Sometime. I'm quietly mesmerized over in the corner watching how to do what I would later love as a career. The most breathtaking moment of morning drive, that's 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the Steel Pier in Atlantic City, is, as Uncle Ed put it, miraculous. We both shared that vista of a wall of studio windows featuring a rising sun from the Atlantic. That sun came right out of the ocean. Nothing like it. I'm blessed to do this every day, he said to me, to the faint sound of the UPI news teletype machine down the hall. Remember? (laughs) Very nerve-wracking. You see, WFPG's format was different from KHJ's in that they featured standards like Frank Sinatra, Peggy Lee, Herb Alpert, a smattering of new pop sounds, the uh, Beatles, Four Seasons, Roger Miller, and a previous summer hit from Nat King Cole, Those Lazy, Hazy, Crazy Days of Summer.
just right for the beach. Headliners on the pier included the Supremes, Hermits Hermits, Four Seasons, and later, the Grassroots. I was there for that one, 1971. The routine was, I sat in an Uncle Ed's program, later to join my family at the Steel Pier for all the fun, like Tony Grant Stars of Tomorrow, the Crystal Ballroom, where he announced big band heroes like Vaughn Monroe, Louis Armstrong, and Stan Kenton years before. And I still enjoy those air checks that bring back the wondrous memories of those times. And then at night, I'd enjoy TV shows like uh, Sea Hunt, Jackie Gleason Show, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, and Get Smart, along with uh, Camp Runamuck. <laughs> yep, that was the title. Commercials were Right Guard Deodorant, Lilt Home Permanent, Coca-Cola, and Pearl Shampoo kept us in front of that glowing TV, just waiting for McHale's Navy to resume. And, uh, come a little closer. I think my mother, the car, was the tell that writers were perhaps trying out the, as Paul McCartney called them, the herbal jazz cigarettes. Within a year, we went from the Tijuana Brass's blockbuster album, Whipped Cream and Other Delights, to the seminal Rubber Soul. And we waved goodbye to 1965 and the lads as we knew them. The times, they were a-changing. At the cinema, we enjoyed The Cincinnati Kid with Steve McQueen. Help featuring The Beatles, Dr. Zhivago with Omar Sharif, and The Sound of Music with Julie Andrews. The greatest memory I have of those theaters is the marble floors with a column of velvet ropes like guarding soldiers leading the way past those glass cases, like treasure chests holding all that delectable treasure, juicy fruit, Nestle's Crunch Bars, at Fifth Avenue Bars, and of course, that special popcorn. The more you ate, the more you wanted. Walk through the brass doors like you're at the plaza and enter the darkened cinema chamber, following the powerful light from the massive screen ascending those carpeted stairs to heaven. The balcony. Ah, oh, we're living now. The coming attractions were always appreciated if you were running late. Yeah, we made it. And uh, movies like Dr. Zhivago and Genghis Khan were epic, and as such, were rather long for my young timeline. But Omar Sharif came on the scene in that year, and soon the world knew of him and his talent. Historic movies were larger than life, with an educational value and a special place in cinematic history. And I have to admit, though, I was both sad and angry when Colonel Von Ryan just missed getting on that escape train. It further endeared me to Frank Sinatra and his acting ability. From here to eternity and suddenly, that started the fan train for me. Another big movie hit in 1965 was Thunderball with Sean Connery as James Bond. 007, The Beautiful Women, The Puns. The exotic settings all made for another great Bond experience. With wonderful movies comes amazing toys. I bugged my parents to take me to Tabor's Toyland on the boardwalk just to get the die-cast metal version of the Aston Martin DB5 from Corgi. Rolling that gem across the rear seat deck under the rear window was a lottery win for me. Oh, I had a ball. I didn't care how long it took to get home this time. It was Sean and me, baby. The rookie agent was on the case. Meanwhile, my sister enjoyed her hula hoop and new transistor radio with a leatherette case, glowing dial, and the Beatles screaming through that speaker for all to hear. Yeah, 
Patty and Kathy Duke just smiled. That radio was a great nighttime companion, too, as you could kind of slide it near the pillow and continue to dig the boss jocks, offering up the Beach Boys, Temptations, Supremes, and the Kinks. Yeah, we were spoiled indeed. I previously mentioned some TV shows that we all enjoyed in 1965, but I have to highlight one of my favorites. It was a groundbreaker in content, exotic location, shooting style, and social achievement. Bill Cosby, alias Alexander Scott, was the first African-American actor in a leading television role getting three consecutive Emmys alongside partner Kelly Robinson, played by Robert Culp in NBC's I Spy. Their chemistry was great. They were able to display great camaraderie in their abilities and their knowledge and also that hip banter that they shared with us. That was it, Jack. I had to be a secret agent, you dig? I already admired Mr. Cosby for his comedy stardom and his military service. And I couldn't stand when the episode concluded because we had to brave it out for another week until we got our new assignment to preserve freedom for all again. Sidebar. Was there any 60s TV show that didn't feature Victor Bono as the villain? <laughs> Was he ever in Camp Runamuck? All right, we'll check Well, we have our memories, and it's a pleasure to share them right here in the living room. I'm your host, George Kurtz, extending an invitation to you and your friends to come by again, and we'll have a ball. Best wishes.